Your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. Guys, first podcast of 2024, baby. You know, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back. How is your 2024 starting out? Very positive. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you hitting all of your New Year's resolutions? Yeah, we were supposed to record this podcast on Friday, and we uh, ended up getting in a fight, so it's Monday. Like a big fight, too. Like, sometimes we fight, and we're like, it's okay, bury it. You know, And this one, we couldn't bury. I couldn't even remember what we fought about. I'm trying to remember. Oh, because you were being a jerk. Was I? Yeah. What did I do? And then I was being a jerk. You know what I did right after that fight? I you went, got down on your knees and, and thanked God <laughs> for your amazing life. No, I went to ChatGPT and I told ChatGPT the situation. And ChatGPT told me that I really needed to work on active listening, which is <laughs> feedback that I've actually Wait, did gotten. did you really do that? Oh, yeah. That is so, it's like ChatGPT is like your friend. It's like, you don't even need friends anymore. Now you have a built-in BFF. I'm more like, I'm more like, here's the situation. Here's what happened. Where do you think I went wrong? And it was active listening. Active listening. Yeah, I, I knew it was your fault. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> I'm, it, I'm kidding. What's so hard about the fight and why we became stalemate on this is mm-hmm. because my intent was not to be controlling. Like that's not where my heart was at, but it's like the things that I say trigger you and it like communicates something that I don't actually feel. And so then you're like, you're wrong. And I'm like, you're wrong. I wasn't there. Well, because my biggest issue with the fight is I felt like you thought that you were always right when you're not always right. Right. No, (laughs) but I don't think in my mind, I was like, why are you saying that? Because I don't feel like I'm always right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. We really need to work on how we resolve conflict. Do you feel that? Yeah, I know. Because we're both very, like, when we fight, we both become very stubborn. But that's kind of a recent phenomenon. I know. It's a new thing. (laughs) I know. It's kind of a new thing because... um, We both used to be able to fall on our sword a lot easier. Yeah. But you know what's happening? You want to know what's happening? We're married? No. What? We're getting older. Oh, we're becoming more stubborn as people. We're becoming more stubborn as people. And, like, my way or the highway. It's so true. I know we're getting older because I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like... I'm getting older. I look different. Oh, see, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> That's how it is for men. You get older yeah. and you get like hotter. And well, let's make a commitment right here, right now that we won't be stubborn in our marriage. Well, I think what we need to do is we probably need to go to marriage counseling and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we probably, need to talk, <laughs> we probably need to talk about how we're going to resolve conflict when we fight again, when we're okay. both directed to each other. I think that there's this like, there's like some different practices or yeah, strategies. Like people who just get totally naked and sit on the floor. Oh, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, that they get, sounds fun. They get totally naked and then it's like you have to fight naked. <laughs> Wait, we should try that this week if we fight and then report back. But babe, if in that moment on Friday when we were fighting, if I was like, okay, fine, get naked, you would have been like, get the out of here. So true. <laughs> We would have just been like laughing. That's probably why it works is because you just start <laughs> laughing at each other. Well, and like all the fights are so stupid. I yeah. was like, literally like we're two days into this fight. And I'm like, what the heck are we fighting about? I know. It really and was hard to remember. It was points. hard to remember. But then you get like these sub points, the subplots of the fight. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm actually not even mad about that. I'm mad about this now. And I'm like, what are we even talking I about? I like go to my journal. I'm like, let me figure out seven reasons why I'm mad because I don't remember. <laughs> <sighs> anyway yeah, we're back now it's good thing Monday. we're best friends so we can work through it yeah 
Well, 2024 is already off to a great start. It really has, though. Yeah, it really has. It really has. We, um, I guess we didn't really even recap our holidays and, yeah. um, you know, where our family families were. Our, uh, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, Luke and Brooke spent, well, they are supposed to spend 14 days in, I think it's Merida. Merida, I think. And that is, so apparently he just Googled the safest cities in Mexico. Dude, this is so Luke and Brooke. Like they moved to Waxahachie, which they'll they'll go on a whole rant about why it's the they best city in Texas. It. They love it. But I was like, how'd you choose Waxahachie? And he was like, you know, we just drove through it once, bought a house, you know? And I was like, well, why'd you go to Merida? Mexico. And he's like, you know, I just Googled safest cities in Mexico and we went and stayed there for two weeks. But they love it. And it's 45 minutes from the beach, but they were supposed to spend 14 days there, like literally through Mexico, I mean, through Christmas. And um, they came back on day 10 because they said that, um, I guess like inflation hit the city. It got kind of a little bit more expensive. They were kind of bored. They didn't have like a, a ton to do because honestly, anywhere for 14 days yeah, on vacation is, is too much. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of a genius move to just skip all the drama of Christmas and birthdays. So, so genius. Genius. And they said that. Bold move. They said by the end of it, they were like dying to go back to work because they wanted purpose. I'm like, that's, we should do that. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I asked him, I go, I go, why didn't you stay longer? He was like, you know, the, the human mind <laughs> is not good without purpose. <laughs> it's true. But we had the, we had Christmas here at our house and. I loved it. We didn't really have any drama. No. Did we? No, it was a great Christmas. Played a lot, a lot of games. Oh my gosh, y'all. I went on a full out mission. You know, I'm in sales. And so the whole Christmas holiday and New Year holiday was devoted to getting Olivia and Landon to move to Dallas. Yeah, you did great. I mean, I drove them around for, you were sick that day. I drove them yeah. out for like four hours. I was like, look, this is where you could get your nails done. This is where you could grocery shop. This guy's really good at massages. Yep. Like. I was selling Dallas, so hopefully they end up here. I'm I think she's a here. she's a great addition to the family. We've already talked about this, but yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Um, so we all went to New Orleans for the New Year. Oh my gosh, best trip of my life. Had you ever seen so many boobies before? You know, I saw. I think I saw two side boobs on Bourbon Street. Oh, I saw like the full thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I tried to kind of like divert away from that because. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're married. So like, I just, I, you know, I was, I was walking the path of righteousness on Bourbon <laughs> street. Um, <laughs> well, you know, people flash yeah. people up in the, uh, what do you call it? They, they want the beads and someone came up with, if you want the beads, you gotta flash people. You have to flash your boobies. So you have to give up quite a bit for <laughs> uh, just a little a bit. 10 cent, a 10 cent bead necklace. This is, this is true. <laughs> so Danny started uh, flashing the hook'em horns and some, some people really responded well to that. Yeah, they, it worked for some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was honestly like the best trip. I, I think that was my favorite weekend of my life. You know, it's funny. Um, we went with a great, like two or three couples that we absolutely love. Um, best weekend, even though UT lost, I will say I felt like I was in college again a little bit, even with the Airbnb that we stayed in. Like, yeah. <laughs> we had like six people sharing a bathroom. I'm not used to that anymore. I'm no. used to like a little bit. And we also stayed up till like three in the morning every night. Like yeah, Danny smoked a Swisser sweet. Like I did with the bros. With the bros. Like I we felt were like I really got closer to all the guys. No, I mean, it was like a great time. We had no care in the world. Like no one was back at work. Yeah. Like it was just great. I mean, we went to the casino 
Um, New Orleans for me is like something that like I I could live without. I could okay. live without. I had a great time for the Sugar Bowl. I would never go back. Well, the funniest part about is we had like the best time ever. But that one day, the day of the game, we had L after L after L. Like we literally, so that whole day, um, well, honestly, the girls didn't really do much. But we go to the game, we lose. Yes. So then afterwards, we're all like, let's take all of our cash and put it in the casino on black, right? Yeah, we were like, we're gonna turn our fate around. Yeah, we're gonna like, we're gonna win together, lose together, let's all go do it. So Jordan rallied all the guys, they all put all their cash that they have on the trip on black and immediately lose all their money. (laughs) First round of of gambling like that night, lose everything. So we're like, you know what guys, it's okay. We lost the game, we lost all our money. Let's go and have a pizza night. And we're like, yeah, that's what it's all really about. Community and pizza (laughs) games. So we go back to the house, we all get in our PJs, we order pizza, like every single place is closed, but I find this one place that's still open. We order a bunch of pizzas, cheesy bread. We're like, we're gonna end this night on a bang. Anyway, the pizza doesn't end up coming. So we are like, it's like 2.30 in the morning and the time just gets, keep, keeps getting pushed. You know, pizza won't get there till 2.45, 2.50, 3 o'clock. So we just call it in. We're like, we're just gonna go to bed. And the funniest thing is after everyone went to bed, like five minutes later, the pizza arrived. Woke up to it on our doorstep. We woke up to the pizza, cold pizza on our doorstep. Yeah, I uh, sometimes when you plan trips and like plan fun events, the anticipation of the event is actually more fun than the event itself. Yeah. And I think what made that my favorite weekend was like the anticipation matched the actual like presence of being on the trip. Yeah. Great friends, great community. I don't even care that UT lost. Honestly, we got beat, so it's fine. It was great. We um we had a really good time. So we've also spent a lot of time just with our kids, hanging out. Um, we watched some crazy movies over the holidays. You want to tell them about the Society of the Snow? Well, um, yeah, where they eat people. It's real. It's a true story. Yeah, it's really bad. It's, I, you know this backstory. I just kind of came in the middle. Well, it was a it was a rugby team from Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And true story, it had like 47 people on this airplane, like a smaller plane, and they were going to Chile for a tournament or for maybe it was like the playoffs or something. Through the Andes Through the Andes Mountains. And the plane crashes, it hits like the top of a mountain. The plane, you know, splits in half. Um, I think that like 30 people end up surviving the plane crash. And... Anyway, like long story short, they're stuck out there in like this, you know, beat up little airplane that's left and have to survive for two and a half months. And the only way they can survive through like avalanches, this horrible weather, um, you know, the uh, the crew that was like looking for them quit working because the weather was so poor is they had to eat each other. Ugh cannibalism it's true like whenever you can actually look up the photos the the real photos because you know they found they had some luggage that was left over like they had this was in the 70s so they were taking pictures so you can look up these photos of like even when they were found finally found and you can see all these dead corpses like a human ribs rib cage they were eating off the ribs like but that's how they survived and they the only reason they were ever discovered is because two of the guys set off for like a 10 day uh, trip to go find help. And they hiked with no hiking gear for 10 days in the Andes mountains and finally found help. 
It's such a crazy story. It's a crazy. When you think about it. It's crazy story. It was uh, below 40, uh, it was like negative 40 degrees. Like I can't, I, it's like 60 degrees in my house and I'm like shivering, like I can't imagine. What's crazy is in the pictures, like the real life pictures, um, they are, there's like the rib cage that they've been eating off, but they're all smiling. I, all, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're actually happy, but like, I mean, they're stuck out there for two and a half months. They're probably like a little Delulu. Yeah. Whew. But they were fighters for sure. So that's called the, the society of the snow, but it is filmed in a different language. So you have to like dub it with like English, but it's kind of a Netflix hack though. There's a lot of yeah. great foreign films that you can just turn on the English dubs yeah. and it's like, wow, I really liked this movie. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. Like it doesn't bother me either. It. So that was a great movie. There was actually something that happened similar. I think it was like a couple of days ago of that Alaskan airline or airplane um, that lost the door. Yeah. Can you tell us what happened with that? So there's like a specific type of, I think it's a 737 Max. Uh-huh. And it's Boeing. Me- yeah, Boeing. How many lawsuits do you think this Oh man, this, so like, do you remember what happened? So that Southwest flight, they had the same thing happen. Her head got sectioned out. Yeah. You know, remember we knew that guy from Instagram yes. on the fl- on the plane. Yeah. He was like live streaming it or whatever. But um, yeah, this specific plane just has like a ton of problems. Like it's been grounded, yeah. you know, multiple times. Like a year or two ago, they were like, no one flies on a 737 Max. You remember they had to kind of clarify to customers like, hey, this is a 737 Max. You can't fly yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, so I guess an Alaskan Airlines 737 Max, the door just like midair flew off and oh started suctioning gosh. people's like phones off like this lady was having to hold on to her baby because her baby could have just fl- oh, yeah makes me want to and so sick. the the craziest like divine thing was that no one was sitting in that row wow because if they were they would have been sucked out of there that is and crazy the the people on tiktok say that the pilot never addressed it like it's just like the door blew off and then they just kind of turned around what yeah. do you think he knew i think he definitely knew but just, like just like didn't know what to say? Yeah, sorry. The the doors, <laughs> the off. doors off. But uh like no one was hurt or anything. Wow. Where do you think the safest place to sit on an airplane is? You should call Olivia and ask her. Should we call her? Call her. Okay. I you know she would know this. She would know. Okay, let's call her. Maybe let's see if she's available. She's probably so she's probably busy uh planning a wedding, you know. Olivia. She's like, Hey Danny. <laughs> hey Danny. She's so cute. Hey girl. Hey girl. You're on the podcast, so don't don't say anything bad. Don't cuss. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> what are you up to? Um, I'm actually recording a video and Landon's on a sales call. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I have a question oh, for fine. you. Did you hear yes. about that Alaskan airplane or the Boeing 737 yes. with the door popped yes. off? It's insane, yes. Is does that happen? No, not really. <laughs> I know it did happen, like, I think a couple years ago with Southwest. Yeah. Something yes. Similar like that. Our friend was but on that yeah. flight. What, the Southwest one or the last the, one? The Southwest one. But that, that was probably a Boeing 737 too, right? Yes. So I think they're having issues with this type of plane. So I think they're going to have to, like, ground a lot of them. They've already done that before, too. Do you fly, do you fly on the 737s? No, we fly Airbus. Okay. So my question for you is, where is the safest place to sit on an airplane? The safest place, I think. Oh, gosh. I feel like it's towards the middle. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it would be definitely not the front. 
yeah more towards the back like back middle-ish why not the why not the front because like if it were to crash like that's probably gonna go don't hold me to this but i remember learning about this i just can't remember exactly but yeah i think like there is a specific part and i feel like it's more towards the back i've heard that i've heard that it is towards the back and not maybe even past the engines yeah Okay, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but one thing, you got to watch this movie that Jordan and I watch. It's called The Society of the Snow, and I want to get your opinion on that because that was about another airplane uh, crash back in the 70s. Yeah, it's really good. It's on Netflix. And then, then, Olivia, we want you to watch Castaway. And we want you to watch Castaway. It's about another plane crash. (laughs) I know. Okay, maybe don't watch this. Yeah, you should quit. You should quit and move to Dallas. Yeah, that's like, that's my whole mission in life. Okay, love you. We'll talk to you later. Okay, love you all. Bye. Bye. Sweet baby. Sweet baby. Why am I trying to ruin her with all these movies? I know. (laughs) It's because I want her to just move to Dallas. And It's your subconscious speaking. It is. What are some of your uh, New Year's resolutions? Do you have any? I I don't have anything like specific. Um, last year or two years ago, mine was to be on time to everything. So I feel like you're pretty good at that. I know it changed my life. Honestly, yeah. that New Year's resolutions. I'm I'm really in the business of setting practical New Year's resolutions. Right. Um, I'm not like I want to get a six pack this year. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Um. But my biggest thing that I want to focus on this year is gratitude. Mm. I feel like a lot of times, you know, I've struggled with postpartum depression. Sometimes I can be moody. I go through like highs and lows. And I think a lot of it comes back to like just not being able to look at the big picture of my life. And I think that one of the things that will always put me in the right mindset is when I remember how much I have to be uh, grateful for. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be more disciplined about gratitude, especially even like some of my personal accomplishments that I feel like I don't even really, they don't even really register with me. You know, I just move on to the next thing and then I feel unfulfilled and it's like, I need to be, to be more aware. And so I've been uh, like writing down in my notes, five things I'm grateful for every day. I don't do it at a specific time. Sometimes I just do it in the middle of the day, but it's really been helpful already. Like even my mom, like I, um, like yesterday I was like reflecting on like, what are my five things? And I was like, wait, I'm so grateful for my mom. Like she shows up to so many things, doesn't ask questions. She is always like, she's such a go girl. Like she just comes over and it's so easy to remember like negative moments that you have with your mom or a fight that you have with your mom, you, you know, three months ago. But it's like, if you actually sit down and like reflect on everything your mom gave of herself that day, you have so much to be more to be grateful for. I think that that's probably one of the biggest issues within my family, like the Austin family, is I don't think we ever really sat down as a, as a family and like talked about how much we like, yeah. you know, had and like appreciated about each other. I want that to be a bigger thing, not only just for me, but like our family. Yeah, I need to come alongside you in that because I, you're a very positive person and sometimes I can be a little bit of a negative Nancy <laughs> and I just need to really I'm gonna be, start calling you Nancy when you're like that. <laughs> when we're fighting, I'm gonna start calling you Nancy. No, I just- <laughs> You're I, being a Nancy. Okay, here's my problem is I love solving problems and so I focus on the problems so that I can fix them. Yes. And so, but I, I can see how that would affect you. There's been a couple times in the past like three weeks where we've been having conversations and you know, I'll be focusing on the negative side and it'll be like, well, 
you know, that's really negative. Like, here's the positive side. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I haven't told you this, but it's like really challenged me to be like, man, why am I being so like negative in this conversation? It's probably not helpful. The second thing I'll say is, um, ironically, I didn't even know this was your New Year's resolution, but I have been, uh, when I put Stella to sleep, mm-hmm. I've been asking her what are the three things she's most grateful for uh-huh. just to kind of get her in that habit too. And she always says the same. She's like, Coco, Nini, mommy, daddy. <laughs> she says Luke a lot, Luke, which, which is so funny. Yeah, she's wow, always like Luke, the dark horse. Brooke, <laughs> you know, Olivia. She loves Olivia. She loves Olivia. And then I go, do you love Landon? She goes, no, yeah. I love Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Olivia's a princess. Yeah, but I, I I love that New Year's resolution for you. Good, thank you. What is yours? Um, Coming into this year, like I just want to, you're going to hate this because it's like vague and broad. But well, I have one practical one. You, I want to. You know, I hate vegan broad. I know. I want to. I want to read the Bible in a year. Oh, cool. I don't know if I'll do a year, but like, I really want to like oh, read okay. it. That's a big one. Front to back. Um, and I still want to like work on my little app, you know, where I can like have AI help me, but I don't have time to do that. Um, and then number two is I just want to be more present and available to like our family. Like I feel like work has been so much for the past like three years and I feel like as Stella gets this little personality you know and Stratton like starts to talk and stuff like I really want to make sure that like I have intentional time with them like I'll still work yeah but it's just more of like a mindset of like hey I don't have to work as much like I want to be more available you're entering your stay-at-home dad era my manny era your manny era I'm cool with it honestly like I I I don't want it fully but I want elements of it for sure even like taking care of like you and like being more available to like you and our marriage like there's just it's a it's a mindset thing like it's been like work 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 achieve 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 and now I'm kind of like "Eh." you know we kind of did that like now I just want to like enjoy like what we have here in our family that's so sweet I love that So we did the craziest thing this past weekend. Well, first of all, we launched our shampoo and conditioner, our volumizing shampoo and conditioner. Finally. Finally, which can be, it was actually a really frustrating year for 2023, if I'm being honest, when it came to Divi, because I had so many product launches that were in the pipeline that I really wanted to focus on. But when we launched our original shampoo and conditioner, you know, we got a lot of feedback about, uh, things that, you know, didn't work for some people's hair. It was too heavy. And the reason that happened is because we were so focused on keeping it clean and the good ingredients that we weren't so focused on hair performance. Yeah. And so, um, so although it was like amazing for your scalp and amazing for your hair, it just left a lot of people's hair feeling heavy. So we basically took everyone's feedback over the past couple of years and created our new one, which I am truly like, it is the best formula. We have not had one person report that it was too heavy or made their hair feel greasy. But, you know, one of the things that I felt like I had to do within this shampoo and conditioner launch was I felt like I had to address um, the elephant in the room. And I felt like I needed to call these negative reviewers in and talk to them because I think that I think people don't, I don't know if people know this, but I am really involved with product development. I have multiple meetings a week, um, you know, fixing the formulas, testing things out. There are so many um, formulas that we've just thrown in the trash that like I'm just not doing and I get final say. It's really weird. You think like you don't really realize that, but but I have a lot of control with with the products. And so um, 
I, I was really passionate about calling these people. So we actually like looked for, you know, 20 negative reviews. And I don't think people know this, but a lot of the reviewers that we called, they were like pretty vicious, Yeah, you know, like they were like, I read the review and then I would call them and like my heart was racing. I was so scared to talk yeah. to them because I was like, wait, are they going to view like this over the phone? Honestly, they weren't. They were all so kind. They were all very appreciative. Um, but my biggest thing when I called them, I would say, hey, so-and-so, like I read your review. I want you to know that I saw it. I heard it and I'm working on something new, but I want to get to know what you liked, what you're looking for. Um, just your honest feedback, because I genuinely believe that when people leave honest feedback, although I'm not going to lie, like I'm human, it's hard for me to read sometimes because I'm like, shoot, like I didn't do it right. Well, like, it feels personal too. Yeah. And, but I try my best not to take it personally because it's really not, right. it's really not personal. Um, but it's helpful for me to read because then I can tweak things and I can change things and I can listen to people and give them exactly what they want. So it's a win-win, uh, solution. And Otherwise, like, I don't want to be stagnant. Like, I yeah. don't want to put out things that, like, I like, but nobody else likes. Like, I want to grow. I want to be the best. I, I really do. And so it was very, you're laughing at me. No, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I the, the reason I'm laughing is because I, I think that what you did was so right. There was, like, a, what people probably don't know is there was a big debate internally, like, whether we address this head on or whether we just, and, like, just kind of launch it and see what happens type of thing. And yeah. so sneak it in. And, um... I'm really proud of you because you, you were probably the biggest advocate of like, Hey, no, I think we should take the honesty, transparency, like, let's just talk about what we, where we missed and how we're fixing it. And I think it was the smarter move. Yeah. I mean, I think that people have to realize is like, everyone's going to make mistakes, but I think yeah. like the true story is like how you deal with your error. And, um, and so when I talked to them, I made them feel comfortable. I was like, I want your honesty because it's going to make all of us better. And they, they gave it to me. They gave it to me straight up. Like, <laughs> and, and I have to, if you ask for it, you have to be ready to take it, you know? But, um, and then it was cool because we had an event where we invited our negative reviewers. So like, not only am I calling them, but then I'm meeting them face to face. And like, let me tell you, although like I was so excited for it, but like you have to realize, like I was a little nervous too, yeah. to meet these people. Cause I know that they're going to like, I, I need to be on my A game because I well, want them to- and they're to... experiencing the new product in real time. So exactly. if they're honest in a review, they're probably going to be honest, honest to your face and be like, hey, I sorry, you missed again. Yeah, but no, I mean, genuinely. So also, I didn't know if they were going to feel comfortable telling me face to face. So we are following up with them yeah. um, oh, like in about a week and we're going to get their honesty back, especially- I feel like sometimes whenever you, you use a product in a salon, it's a different experience because it's like a professional blow drying your hair. So I want to know what it's like whenever they go home and they just build it into the routine yeah. and they use their own hair tools and their own, you know, in their own bathroom with their own showers. And so I'm really excited for their feedback. We're still following up on that in about a week, but this event was really special. We did um, blowouts, brunch, bubbles and they kind of like all got to meet each yeah. other. I, I invited some of my personal friends in Dallas to experience it. And even my, my own friends and my own mother was like, Oh, thank God day. This one's so much better. Like you, <laughs> you knocked out of the park with this one. But, uh, my mom loved the old shampoo. She just couldn't use the conditioner. Yeah. But you know, I still have people like my friend Sarah Rose is that, that was like, but I still love the old formula. No, you know? there's like, that's it's, it's very polarizing, but it's really just a hair type that it's really good for the original. It's a hair type, but I will say with our new one, I think that it's more of a one size fits all people with thick hair, love our new one and people with thin hair 
love yeah. our new one. Um, the, the old one is more polarizing. This one is more for everyone, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, who doesn't want volume and light, lightweight bounce and all of that? It's, it's so crazy. Like, I mean, that we knew about that issue in probably what, 2022, early 2022. Oh, yeah. It took us all the way until now to course correct that. It's like, that's what's hard when you, if you don't have product development like totally yeah. dialed in, cause that was before we hired like all the, our, our researchers and scientists and stuff like that. And so, man, that well, was just- Well, we had a, scientists. We were more focused on the formula. We just yeah. didn't have like people from the hair industry. Right. Um, so, but we did it and I feel good about it. I feel like we did the right thing. Yeah. Um, and so now that I feel like I have a steady foundation, I'm excited to build on top of it and come out with some other products that I'm like, finally. Um, so, you know, I feel like as long as we're at ease, yeah. then it's gonna be easier to move forward. I think it's gonna be a great year for Divi. <sighs> Nux. Knuckles, babe. <laughs> Moving on to our first segment of things that make you go, Hmm. Let me ask you something, babe. Have you seen any spires around the house? No. I mean, I think we have pest control. <laughs> pest control. <laughs> have so you? people are claiming that the Sol de Janeiro body cream is attracting spiders. And let me just refresh your memory. Oh, you, I know. It's yellow. You got me this for Christmas. Yeah. Kellyanne's makeup bag. Tell them what you got me for Christmas. So I got... Uh, Danny, this was actually just your stocking stuffer, but I filled a stocking. <laughs> I was really proud of this idea. It was idea. really so cute. So Danny has a favorite makeup artist named Kellyanne. She mm -hmm. did your makeup for the Forbes thing. And she was in your sorority, she right? She was in my sorority. Yeah. She's a little bit younger. And so um, I was like, man, what am I going to get Danny for Christmas? And I mean, so, that's also so cute that you thought of a stocking stuffer because we don't really do stocking stuffers yeah, in this house. Yeah, it came in a stocking. It was so cute. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I filled Danny's uh, stocking with everything that Kellyanne said was found in her makeup bag. So I just went and bought it all. Turns out there's like multiple shades of different things. He got me a concealer that is like, <laughs> like not my skin shade at all. Yeah. And like tornado couldn't even use it. Um, but it was, it was really precious. I also got you that Tommy Bahama blanket. That you and you got me this Tommy Bahama um, blanket. I'm obsessed with. So anyway, the, the Sol de Janeiro is what it's called. Uh -huh. I remember it's like yellow and white. It's like bum bum cream or something. It's like bum bum cream. Yeah. yeah. I so people that. are claiming that the scent is attracting spiders who are then biting them. One Wait. person did an experiment by putting the scent on a tissue and claims a ton of spiders then flocked to the tissue. So people are actually recording this on TikTok because they're so sure of it. The yellow one? So they say it's the new scent, which is the purple one. Oh, okay. I don't, we don't have that. We don't have that. So I have the I yellow and the pink Let's one. go get it. But the funny thing is Sol de Janeiro took this to social media to debunk it. I'm curious what you think because I feel like if you leave any product out, like on a tissue, bugs would come to it. Like, I don't know, right? But like spiders? I don't know. That's so, see, here's Can the I problem. Can I tell you something though? I, I haven't told you this. This is so weird. So I got a spray tan, okay? Mm -hmm. And I immediately went to bed and it's like winter. So we don't have like a lot of bugs in uh -huh. our house right now. In the su spring, summer, we start to get a lot of those like fruit flies and, yeah. and just flies in general because we leave the doors open or mosquitoes in Texas. Anyway, I woke up the next morning and the only place I went, I went straight to bed. I had a huge bite on my butt. Huh? Yes. And the cra craziest thing is the only place I was, was in our bed. 
It wasn't me. No, but there that means there was a bug in our bed. Yeah. And it was like not a normal bug bite, like, but I don't think it was a spider bite. Are you saying that that could be the Sol de Janeiro? Like, are you buying into this conspiracy? No, I don't think I was wearing Sol de Janeiro. I think that there was just a bug in our bed. Maybe it but was it self-tanner. Is, it's bum bum cream. It was probably on your butt and you got bit on the butt. <laughs> bum bum cream. I do wear the bum bum cream like all over. Does it go on your bum? Yeah. They say okay. it's like for tightening, but it goes got everywhere. It. It's got not it. just, it's not just for the booty. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it was it, but also like, here's the problem with all this like TikTok viral news Yeah, is you can make anything up. Totally. You can make anything up. I and, know. and honestly, the viral, like people are incentivized to make things up to go viral so that people follow them for fake news. But here's the thing. It could have happened to one person. Okay. One person. And maybe their house was infested with, with spiders yes. from the get go. It probably wasn't the product, but then, you know, it goes viral. So everybody's like, oh my gosh. And then you get maybe thousands of people trying it, but then it only happens to one other person. But then the one other person posts and her video goes viral. So you feel like everyone's experiencing it, but it's really just two people. It's just two people. It's just two people, baby. So so let me ask you this. Are you in on this conspiracy theory? Or are you out on this conspiracy theory? Here's the one thing about things that I've learned. Because <laughs> they did this with, we'll talk about this in a second, but they did the same thing with the Miami alien. The yeah. Miami mall alien. I was totally bought into it. And then I realized all these people, these witnesses were totally lying. Here's the thing. Um, or that were they? I it's, don't know. it's something to be aware of. Okay. Mm-hmm. I probably, oh, see, this is what's so sad about TikTok. I probably wouldn't buy it now. Honestly, because it's like, is it really worth it? Really? I you know, would not buy it? I'm serious. I That's, have to be honest. Okay. And it's so sad. It's not even fair. It's not even right. I'm disappointed in myself for even saying that, but it's so scary that I'm just like, I probably wouldn't buy that new scent. Okay. Here's the thing though. And, is, the, and the bite on my butt like really does kind of like, scary. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little yellow a little flag. Sus. It's a little yellow flag for me. Um, I have, I have some conspiracies on top of the conspiracy. Well, I, about the Soldier Gennaro? Yes. Okay. Okay. So number one, here's what I think. Yeah. Is haven't they been blowing up on TikTok? Oh, you think it's their competitor coming after them? Well, that th- that's conspiracy number one. I think their main competitor is Honest. Uh-huh. And so what oh, if but Honest- but they're so honest. <laughs> what if Honest launched a campaign yeah. against the Bum Bum Cream, the new scent, and we're like, no, we're going to take this down. We're going to create a fake- Viral conspiracy. They paid a couple TikTokers. Evil geniuses. Yeah. So what if it's an evil genius plan yeah. by their competitors? Or two, what if Sol de Janeiro did it? <gasps> what if they were like, we need people talking about our product. <gasps> and so we're going to come out with this whole fake conspiracy thing yeah. that is so outlandish. See, I feel like that you're, most you're, people, going, you're going a little too far with that one. You think that they wouldn't do it themselves? Competitor, yes. I think a hundred and million percent they would not do that to themselves. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if it attracted like butterflies, maybe. That would have been a better story. Okay, but what if it was like, what if it was a, a skunk product? So okay. they never wanted to come out with the purple but version. It, it tarnishes the brand. Look, I probably won't buy it for a while. Like I'm a little scared. That's so horrible. Yeah, but that's why I know they didn't do it to themselves. Okay. You're kind of going to like, little deep state okay okay vibes that, that's that's fair that's fair <laughs> but all i'm saying is you know if i was divvy uh-huh. okay i would i like your theory about honest 
Yeah. Because let me let me be honest. I'm just gonna <laughs> leak some information here and right now. Okay. Okay. This is this is deep, deep. No one else knows this. I'm leaning in. <sighs> Did you know that Vigamore's hair serum <gasps> turns you into a werewolf? Stop. Go talk about it on TikTok. It's not my information. I hate to have to share it. It's Are, truth. <laughs> You're hearing it first on the De-Influence podcast. Are people talking about it? Go Divi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but I, I believe, I do believe that things like that happen because, um, not the werewolves, obviously, <laughs> but we've had some other companies, not actually in the hair hair space, but other companies in general, I feel like do try to sabotage yeah. you. Oh, 100%. Whether they're trying to steal your employees, why they're tr they're trying to steal your information. Like there's there's things that go on. Even um you hear about some of these really we've talked about this on the podcast, some of these big conglomerates, some of these big companies buying out smaller startups and just killing them mm -hmm. so that their company can still kill it. Like, let's yeah. just say L'Oreal finds out that there's this, you know, up and coming skincare brand. Well, they buy them and then they just kill the brand Yeah. so that they don't have to compete anymore. Like stuff like that does happen. So you just never know. My, my, I don't think that this was a competitor. I think that this is just like <laughs> too many people on TikTok, like having so much time. Here's this the is thing. the wonder of TikTok. Yeah, what if? Like, that's the whole thing of this Miami mall alien. It's like, they had me going, and now I'm mad because I'm like, you guys are a bunch of liars. Okay, well, you have to fill us in on this Miami mall alien But before thing. this, let me ask you something. Okay. How would you deal with this crisis if you were the CMO of uh, the brand? Um. Okay, so we're talking spiders. <laughs> talking spiders. What's positive about a spider? Spider-Man. No, do not steal my idea. <laughs> Spider-Man. Do not steal my idea. That's unfair. <laughs> I mean, I think I would have come up with it on my own. <laughs> I'm serious. If I really was this in a situation, Spider Woman. Yeah. I would totally, if I was the brand, I would take a giant billboard out and I would do a collab with Spider Man and have Spider Man like holding yeah. Sol de Janeiro and yeah. just lean into it. Because that's the only way to survive TikTok gotta, these days is you've got to lean in. That's how, honestly, that's the only way to survive the internet is you got to lean into your stereotypes. Yes. Like if, you know, unless it's something really bad, right. but you just got to be like lighthearted and goofy about it. You can't take anything too seriously. If you didn't do anything wrong. I think if you did something wrong, yeah. like totally, you've got to own it. Like if they actually are attracting wolf spiders or yeah. whatever, do not do a Spider-Man campaign. No, do, do but not. if it's like a really funny internet virality thing and you lean in, it gives you so much clout as a brand. Free marketing advice from the Jordan Ramirez <laughs> Sol de Janeiro. We got your back and you got our bum bums. So fill us in on this uh, alien. So the Miami mall alien, um, basically on, was it New Year's Day? Yes. On New Year's Day in Miami, there were probably 50 to 75 police cars uh, parked around, I think it's the Bayside Mall, okay? Mm. So it looked like a really, really bad situation. I'm talking like the whole Miami police force appeared to be around this mall. Right. So naturally, people on Twitter are like, hey, this is really suspect. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Okay? They said it was because there was a group of kids shooting off fireworks, but it was a large group of kids. And so they had to swarm the entire mall to, to take it off. They said there was like a little bit of fighting and they, I don't know. Yeah, but like that happened in New York when that like gamer live streamer 
you know, basically created a riot in New York and there weren't even enough, like that many cops for that. Yeah, true. And that was in the middle of Central Park or whatever. Yeah. So it was really suspect that all these cars were around. So naturally, as the internet does, they basically somehow came up with this theory. Well, some guy got on TikTok that was there. Oh, he did? Is that what happened? Yeah, and he said that he saw eight to 10 foot creatures in the mall and everybody was freaking out. Okay, so someone came out with that right? And then um, all of these quote-unquote witness reports started saying things like the internet was shut off in a 20-mile radius around the the building. Mm -hmm. There weren't just police cars. There were these black SUVs, which is true. There were a lot of like black, unmarked, kind of like FBI type of like SUVs. Yeah, because they're... Potentially the men in black. (laughs) But no, because, because the Miami police ordered one of those like where all the police in the surrounding like areas all flocked to the scene. Yeah. So so at once. Well, that's the that's the solution. So I'm still on the conspiracy. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. So then these black cars come out. Okay. And so all these witnesses say, "Hey, I saw these creatures. They were 8 to 10 feet tall. They were walking around the mall." Yeah. One account said that there was like a portal that was opened and they saw like <laughs> these beings come through it. Um, you know, they were saying that there were no kids there, no arrests, and so it was all kind of very suspect, right? Yes. There's clearly no media coverage on this whatsoever, yeah. which is also suspect to people. And so somehow they're, they're, the conspiracy is that there were aliens at this Miami mall. Now, you, on the logical side, what did you hear? Um, from doing, you know, five minutes of deep dive? <laughs> yeah, when I tried to tell you about it. Um, I went directly to the Miami police TikTok to okay. see how they addressed their Instagram. They addressed it and said that there were no eight to 10 foot creatures. It was a video of someone in their shadow and their shadow made them look like really tall when they were running away. Yeah. They said that the reason why there were so many police officers is because they called in every police officer in the surrounding like 20 mile radius. So everyone came all at once because when they had their original like fleet out there, it just wasn't enough to manage. And I guess the fireworks is also very scary because a lot of it sounds like gunshots maybe. Yeah. So they just didn't really know how to manage the situation. So they called everyone in and then that was it. He was like, there's just, and then what I saw, this is what I saw if, if you really want to know, I wanted to see people that were there and giving their personal testimonies, but I couldn't find a personal testimony of someone not trying to promote their own TikTok. I know, I know. That's what got me too. That's why I was out on it. I'm like, I'm like, I could get on there and be like, guys, I saw the aliens, but you got to buy Divi. Like if you want to support me and I'll, I'll share more of my experience with the aliens, if you buy some Divi, like that's basically what it was like. And that's why I wanted to talk about this Miami mall in light of this Sol de Janeiro thing is that like, this is this is what is wrong with TikTok is like there's so many incentives for self-promotion. Yeah. That it, it feels like you're you're listening and you're hearing from firsthand eyewitness accounts. You could, anybody could have said they were there. You right. You these people. But it's like, and it's like it, whatever you choose to believe about a situation, you can find validation for. And I think it like just sends you down this really dark path. But for this Miami mall thing, I wanted it to be true. I was like, this is so great. This well, is so what, funny. You know what really got me? What? Was all the like Christian TikTokers saying it was the Nephilim? Oh, I, I missed this. Which, you know, I also have to be careful. What because, is the like, Nephilim? You got to explain what that is. Well, you know more about it, but they're like the uh, scary angels. Um, Are they scary? They're pretty scary, I think. Yeah. I mean, scary. They're, they were the giants in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of giants referenced in the Bible. They're uh-huh. like the... Uh, 
Are they angels? Yeah, I guess they're, they're angels. like the scary angels. Yeah, yeah. And people, the oh man, there's so many good conspiracies about this. The conspiracy <laughs> about that is that they have found these giants, these bones, oh, and the Smithsonian took them, uh-huh. okay, and dumped them and like Where got did rid they put of them. them? Just well, away. <sighs> they put them away. <laughs> they 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 dumped them. Well, they, this is like the same thing with the dinosaur bones. It's like, are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about John Reeves? Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly the, what I was the, talking the about. The Boneyard Alaska? Oh, yeah, the Boneyard Alaska. Oh, my Al- gosh, Alaska. let me just, like, tell this story really quick. Okay, okay. please do, because, so, you know, we won't be able to move on <laughs> if we don't. So, okay, there's this guy named John Reeves, okay? He lives in Alaska. Shout out. He's a gold miner. Gold okay? miner. Okay, so he owns this, like, let's call it five acres, which is relatively small when you talk about a plot of land Tiny, in Alaska. yes. So on this two-acre section of his land... He started digging and mining for gold, and he started finding all of these bones, mm. like mammoth, uh, saber-toothed tigers. This is this is true. Like last five years. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm talking like like thousands of bones. Like he has wow. a warehouse of like all of these these dire wolves, like all of these things that were not supposed to exist alongside man at that time. Mm, okay. Okay. So he's had a lot of like government interference, like people trying to get to his bones. He's very like legally protected. Um, but he has like tried to contact the Smithsonian like multiple times. They're like, we don't want it. It'll mess so, up their whole business. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so he goes, um, he goes on, I think it was, uh, was it Lex Friedman or Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast? Okay. And he says, Hey, listen, Joe, I've never done an interview. I was waiting for you. He's like, I'm going to start a modern day bone rush. And Joe's like, what does that mean? Cool. And he said, um, there are thousands of bones that the, I, I don't think it's the Smithsonian. I think it's like the Museum of Natural History or something dumped in the East River in New York. Okay. So he says this on the podcast, millions of listeners, and then people start diving in the East River. Oh, gosh. And they start coming up with mammoth, like tusk, like saber tooth. They start finding these bones. Is this true? No, 100% okay, true. Okay. People do dive into the East River and they find these things. Yeah. And there's, and his estimate is that they have dumped like tons, like tons, like weight tons of bones. Across because like it would prove rivers. that dinosaurs roam the earth with humans. Uh, that's the conspiracy. The other side of it is like, what are we going to do with all these bones? Let's just dump them. Yeah, it's, it's a lot but of bones. How this is connected to the Nephilim is that if you go back and you, uh, everyone's always DMing me, telling me to listen to this blurry creatures podcast. <laughs> and I, I don't, I checked out a couple episodes. I haven't really listened to it, but they're like believers uh, yeah. on this, on this podcast. And they, uh, they talk about giants a lot. And if you go back, you can find all these like crazy news articles that like are humans, like yeah. humans in the 1900s, late 1800s with these giant skeletons. Like huh. I'm talking about like 10 to 15 feet tall. And so the conspiracy is that the Smithsonian took those and dumped them and got rid of them. <sighs> that is something that makes you go. Hmm. <laughs> but actually I do want to say before we move on with that point, I thought it was really interesting when we were at the Natural yeah. History Museum in Chicago. It, there is a sign on the wall that says when I you're know. when you're looking at all this this was this blew my mind. It was a very very small sign and it was like all these uh structures are not real bones. They are replicas yes. of bones. So they're not even 
the real. I I always thought whenever you went to a museum like that, you got to see the real bones. I always thought they were real. It was a. It, they said it was a mix of some real bones, but most of them were replicas. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with these like thought exercises. They're so they fun your, to talk about. They it. keep us fresh it, and honestly, young. Honestly, it, it it ignites my imagination. I love it, but I don't really. Like this whole grand conspiracy that there's someone at the top pulling these things to like yeah. protect human history. I don't know if I'm in on that. I, I mean, don't think people I don't think people are coordinated enough to like run a con on that scale. Like all these Miami police officers know. all these Miami police officers, these are like normal dudes. That's <laughs> like, like my, we were just got a call and we that's just like showed my up. dad. You don't think if my dad saw an alien, he wouldn't call me and be like, <laughs> son. I just saw an alien. Like yeah. you can't, you can't keep seventy-five police officers from actually talking about what they saw. True. No way. Yeah, there's no way. I believe that. This is my one of my favorite segments for the things that make you go. Hmm. hmm. Do you remember this, uh, or have you heard about this lady who is like digging tunnels? She's like viral on TikTok, and she's digging tunnels in her like suburban neighborhood because she wants to build like the ultimate doomsday storm shelter. They call her Tunnel Girl. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Kayla and she has no like engineering background. She's not, she's never done this before. Were you the one who showed me this? I think you were. No, some of the people on our team showed us and I was like, guys, I'm not interested, but this girl's really grown on me. I'm not going to lie because the more I've watched her videos, y'all, she is building a full on tunnel underneath her home. She's saying it's like kind of like a shelter, like a storm shelter, which also kind of makes me think like, what does she know that we don't know? I think nothing. I Some think shelter. she's like, it's the same reason like I am a prepper. It's just she's the ultimate prepper. The ultimate prepper. She is the ultimate doomsday prepper. She's probably on TikTok too much. She's probably consuming too much. This has driven her. But I'm also, I watch her videos and I'm like, go girl. Like, this know, is amazing. You know who she reminds me of? Who? My mom. I'm, I'm dead serious. I feel like, I still feel like even though my mom's name is Tornado, I feel like people don't understand the extent of like what my mom did growing up. Like I would walk home and my mom would like have like a wet saw like zzz, yeah. zzz, running. She would have full on goggles, knee pads. I'm like, mom, like, why don't you just hire someone to do this? And she's like out there sawing tile. <laughs> saw, like my mom would not pay a dime for anything because she just wanted to do it herself. <laughs> and and so I kind of respect it. I'm like, I watch this girl. I see a little bit of my own hustle in her, to be honest. Yeah, I, um, my, my story is very different. I remember <laughs> in, when I was like, maybe like, 11 or 12 i remember have you ever seen bugs bunny like where bugs bunny has his like deep hole mm. like he has his cave and but, it like he just, goes in just the reminder hole. he's a bunny okay no i know they'd like to be in but yeah. i was fascinated with the laboratory that he had in his mm. rabbit hole because yeah. it's like you went down a ladder and it was just like this whole it's kind, storm it's kind of like batman no it's kind of what she's building yeah and i remember when i was like 11 or 12 i was so convinced that i could do it like i grabbed a shovel and I just started digging in my backyard. Yeah. And I probably got four feet deep and I was like, I don't know how. Yeah. You know, it's not as easy as you think, but this, this lady, if you watch her TikToks, it's really interesting. She's documenting the whole process and she's teaching us about the different types of stones and resources that she's finding. She's saving some of the resources. She's building these walls out of cement. Like it's actually really impressive what she's doing with no like background in building you know, tunnels. Do you think that she actually is doing it all though? Or is she just the face of it? No, I really think she's doing it all because she will, she gives you like home tours and she's like, here's where all my tools are. Here's it. And her voice is like, it's, it's, it's like, sounds like it's a 
computer generated. It almost sounds like you're talking to Siri. Yeah. She's very calculated, this this woman. I, I and and not only permits. that, but can you imagine? Okay, because she lives in like a suburban neighborhood. Yeah, okay. like our, our neighbors digging a hole. Yeah, just imagine, you know, Susie Sue down the street building a tunnel underneath her. Like, can't that kind of mess with the, the foundation, the foundation and the, the neighborhood? I don't know. I feel like if, if you're not like a professional doing this, it could cause some problems. Here's my thing is like, isn't this what the cartels do? They have like tunnels like all <gasps> over but the they place. They put dead bodies in theirs. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I think they just use it to transport drugs. But like, yeah, they have like tunnels that go like all underneath the border. So and you're all saying that she's part of the cartel. I'm saying that if like the cartel can figure it out, then Susie Sue can too. Yeah, Susie Sue can too. I'm I'm just pretty impressed. Um, this lady's up in Virginia. I hope her neighbors are, you know, supportive. It's so funny because I, I, the most fascinating thing about this and every story that we've talked about today is just like the TikTok news cycle. Because like what's happening is like all of these traditional media companies and like the local news especially because this is a local news story yeah and like they're trying to stay so relevant and so they're just pulling these ideas from tiktok that are like so clickbaity yep and then they're giving them this like platform of legitimacy and they're hurting their legitimacy by giving these fake stories yep. like airtime there was a guy during covid i i found him for this segment his name is mad zach m-a-d-d-z-a-k and this guy, I loved him during uh, COVID because basically he convinced his whole audience that he was stranded at sea on this like island. And uh. every day he would vlog like what he's eating, like how he's getting like battery, like how he's like keeping his phone charged. And it just got more bizarre, more bizarre every time that he did it. But it turned out he lived in Florida <laughs> and he was just jet skiing this little like you know, little island every day and would just record a TikTok and then come home. But now he has 5.2 million followers and now he talks about like cars and oh my getting gosh. his teeth done and like all this stuff. But he's like truly an influencer. He's like doing a brand deal, no dentist. No, truly. It's like, it's it's really crazy. I love it. Uh, but it's not real. It's a little overwhelming. It'll be so interesting to see what our kids turn out like. You know, I'm really proud of, of Stella though lately. Have you heard what she's been saying about the phone? No. I taught her something new. Oh, she told Bubba it was uh, bad for his brain. So I taught Stella, because Stella, you know, the kids always want to hold the phone and they're savvy. My daughter is three. She's savvy enough to open up TikTok and start scrolling and watching it without me even knowing. So right. it's a little scary. So I started telling her, I said, no, Stella, we can't have the phone. It's bad for your brain. And she now, when Stratton reaches, no, Bubba, we can't look at the phone. It's bad for our brain. Yeah. It's really cute. That is so cute. Moving on, I want to cover for 2024 to start out the new year, mm -hmm. our ins and outs. A I lot of people are covering their ins and outs. For example, do they do this every year? Is that just like a this, this is a trend? This oh, is it's a, a trend. New thing. It's a new, new thing. thing. Got it. So a lot of people are saying in pickleball, out tennis, mm. you know, things gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I want to know some of your ins and outs for 2024. Okay. Can you go first? I got to think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one. Yeah. Um, in for me, grass-fed meat. Out, like overly produced, disgusting meat. Why? 
because it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. The hormones, the medications that they're giving these animals in these farms, especially the cattle industry. Did, it's just really repulsive. Did you watch a documentary? I did. It sounds like you watched a documentary. Here the, here's the thing. Which I watched the one on Netflix. It's called You Are What You Eat. And it's a Stanford experiment uh -huh. where they take sets of twins. Mm. But here's the most interesting thing. Just wait. Wait before you hate. Okay, wait before you hate. Oh, that's a good, I like that. We Just wait use before you hate. Um, they gave one of the twins an omnivore diet. Uh-huh. Um, and then they gave one twin um, a vegan diet. It was definitely vegan propaganda because the whole documentary was just about how disgusting processed meats are <laughs> and like these salmon farms and how much they're destroying the environment. And like, and I believe it all. Like I do think that a lot of it is harmful. So I know it's propaganda, but like some parts of it are true. Right. But the biggest thing is it is true how much they are beefing up this, these cattle and how poorly they treat them. They're all eating each other. They're eating their own feces. They're just like disgusting. And uh. then they send them off and we eat them. And it's just really not good for you. But grass fed, great. Like I'm still gonna eat meat, don't get me wrong. But it is, it's better to be conscientious of what's going on. But the most interesting thing about this experiment is they took these sets of twins and the ones that were on the omnivore, like more normal diet mm -hmm. gained like double the amount of muscle. They were overall like healthier. They ate more protein. They were just like the people that were on the vegan diets just had a more, it was just more difficult. Yeah. Well, where are you going to get your protein? It's just, it's just more challenging. And then yeah. a lot of them probably were eating so much, like so many grains, like they sometimes gained more visceral fat. So the results weren't like leaning towards veganism it was just but it was still educational i also haven't finished like the whole documentary so they haven't tied the whole thing in a bow but i think that the point was it was just more challenging of a lifestyle to maintain to get the right protein in if you're vegan because yeah. it just seemed like the people that were on the omnivore diet were healthier the problem with these like fad diets is i i really do think that they work for some people but just not everyone it's like um you know you told me the other day who was it? Oh, it was Devin. Devin was trying to get me on creatine, right? Well, I'm, I'm here for creatine. Yeah, I'm here like, for creatine. But you, but he has like a totally different body. Yeah, genetics-wise. Genetics-wise yeah. than, than, than I do. And so like the crazy thing about, I feel like vegans are like so passionate about veganism that they get it like tattooed on them. Yeah. You know? And it's just not going to work for everyone. It might work for them. Well, we all have a different baseline. So right. Because of our genetics, you can't change your genetics. Something that you can change is your epigenetics, which is like basically your diet, your environment, things that you can use to transform your genetics. So I do think we have control over our, our diet and our health in that capacity. But your baseline between you and Devin, like, I'm sorry, like he's like, six foot four like he's so tall hey, he, I'm five eleven. he also had a different like lifestyle growing up he was a professional athlete like what works for him and his biogenetics is not going to be yeah. what works for you which isn't going to be what works for me right so i it does kind of like when guys say oh don't cardio don't run don't do this and oh that was what set you off yeah, he said that you should quit running. Yeah, that's what he and I was like, I was like, my baby's twenty three percent like body fat. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen percent body fat. The scale fat. was off. The scale was the off. Scale I just wanted to know. Well, whatever it was, it's like, yeah, but it's okay if Jordan runs a mile a day. That's really nothing, honestly. Yeah. You don't really burn a lot from a mile. 
that helps with your heart. That helps with your visceral fat. That helps with things that are outside of appearance. I think guys are sometimes so focused on their outward appearance that they lift all these weights and yeah. they have all this muscle, but it's like, what about the visceral fat that's like actually surrounding your organs that's gonna kill you one day, you know? So I'm just I'm just saying, I think it's healthy for everyone to do a little bit of everything, to be honest. Yeah, I I, I guess if I was to give one thing I'm out on yeah. in 2024, um, mouth tape. Oh, I've never heard mouth like yeah for snoring I, yeah no i don't think it's for snoring people have you seen the hostage tape i get ads all the time no i've never people, heard of this people are taping their mouth shut when they sleep because they're trying to say oh breathing through your mouth is unhealthy for this reason this reason this reason huh. you need to be breathing through your nose i'm all about like the new the new health trends yeah i'll, I'll cold plunge i'll do the infrared saunas i'll do it all you lose me when you're taping your mouth shut at night. That's just that's just my opinion. So if that's out, then what's in? I, I don't know. I'm just out on it. Is huh. that negative? No. Oh, I just, okay. It's just honest. No, I just like think that that's the craziest trend ever. Yeah. Like, if you were sleeping with your mouth taped, I'd be like, it's weird. I don't really think that's that that odd it's so weird oh and it's called hostage tape <laughs> it's like it, it it honestly feels like one of those things that someone just made viral on tiktok yeah and like now everyone's jumping on it but it actually has no health benefits i feel you on that you know so that's one thing i'm out on what are you out on um i'm out on um you know just like internet vulnerability <laughs> oh okay <laughs> well you just know like the manufactured yeah, version yeah. of it sure um, and now that everyone's creating content, I feel like people are, are more prone to see through it. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of happening on its own, but, but I kind of like that that's happening. Yeah. I think people can tell if you're real or not. Well, it's probably healthier for the content creators too. Yeah. If you're actually having a vulnerable moment, like it's probably not for the internet. But you know, something else I'm kind of out on is like oversharing. Oh, okay. I think that it's okay to keep some things private. And I think yeah. that people... Um, like I think that, yeah, out is oversharing in is having, you know, maybe a life outside of the internet yeah. that you don't share with everyone. Join me, baby. That's, that's all I'm about right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that I'm out on, um, like, and I mean this in a kind way, like caring too much about people saying, oh, you should have told us that, or you should have shared that with us. Right. I'm like, no, but I think that our mental health is so important. I think it's okay to keep some things to yourself. Yeah. I think it's actually really cool. And respect, like when I meet influencers that like there's something going on in their life that I had no idea about because they don't post about it online. Right. I think it's like so cool. I think it's, I respect it like immensely. Like, oh my gosh, they have like a whole life. As long as they're not hiding things that are like- yeah, um, nefarious. nefarious. Like I think that there's like a difference between having a really healthy family life outside of the internet and like yeah. you're actually like committing tax fraud. <laughs> No, of course, of course. <laughs> or or you're just living a totally, like you are an actor on set, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. that's not good either. So I have a game. Okay. I am going to list some items or trends, and then we both are going to vote if they're in or out. Okay. Okay, ready? The clean girl aesthetic. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> out? In? It's so confusing. Like clean, like, like, you, know, like you like, wear deodorant? No, babe. Are you serious? The clean girl aesthetic, like, um, like everything is like marble and beautiful and clean oh, and like no. No, people are out on that. Right? Yeah, people are out on it's it. It's like I want to see some brown cabinets. Yeah. Where have the brown cabinets been? 
they were in our childhood they were in our childhood that's where they're stuck where are the deep like dark red rugs with the tassels on the sides childhood where are the lamps that are bedazzled did your mom ever do that yeah they're all at my home in rockwell like hanging off the lampshades (laughs) my mom used to do that to every single one of our lamps in the house so uh, i'm gonna say it's out pilates um i feel like it's in I just think it depends on your genes, really. Yeah, you know, did I ever <laughs> but, tell you about that? But Pilates personally, class I went I'm to? never a Pilates girl, so I'm gonna say out. You remember that? You remember Class Pass? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to a Pilates class. What is Class Pass? It's like you you buy you spend like thirty bucks, and you can use that thirty bucks on like any of these different types of places. Like yeah. you can go to Orange Theory one day. No, but it's typically you know it's typically studios. Pilates. Yeah. No, it's typically studios that need some love. Yeah, that sign up for it. So I got a Class Pass membership, and I was like, I'm gonna try Pilates. Was it horrible? I was the only one in there and it was me and this female lady and it was so hard. Was it on the reformer machine? Yes. And I was so embarrassed because yeah. she was like, oh, you're, you're doing such a good job. And it was an hour session. Just me. Yeah. It was horrible. So my workouts that I do kind of incorporate a little bit of Pilates, but we also, you know, do some hit and some jumps yeah. and things like that. But it's really challenging. It's hard. It's hard. Um, okay. Alternative milks. Um, I would be in on that. In like, um, you're like an oat milk guy. Uh, I don't do it myself, but I'm generally in, in on it. Yeah. Um, you've told me a lot about the, uh, the milk milk monopoly, the milk monopoly. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's all kind of like propaganda. We don't actually need milk. It's funny. You know, I I still drink 1% milk, so I'm not really on the alternative milk train. I I drink skim milk. Yeah, so it's that doesn't have like too much fat in it or anything, but yeah. I just genuinely like like the taste. Like when I get my latte from Merit, I'm getting a half uh, sweet vanilla latte with one percent milk. I like the different milks they come out with every year. Like yeah, it's, it's fun like to see like what's going to hit it. Goat milk, like yeah, like what's going to be the milk of 2024? Zebra milk, chimp milk. Oh, that'll like, be interesting. <laughs> they always well, you know, right now the big keep... thing is colostrum, so human human milk essentially. Yeah. The gold, liquid gold. The gold, liquid gold. Okay, so pickleball, in or out for 2024? I mean, it seems like it's in for everyone else. I've never tried it. I think um, I would say it's in. I think it's going to go even more in. Yeah, I think it'll be done by the end of this year. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think so too. But I have heard in Dallas they're building like this big facility indoor where you can go and play pickleball. Um, kind of like they have like at the JCC or like, you know, these big tennis yeah. facilities. It's going to be pickleball now. My bold prediction is that pickleball is going to turn into badminton. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Huh. Like it's like it was played for a little while. Yeah. And now it's like, no, nah, I'm over, over it. it. Yeah. I like that prediction. Snapchat, in or out? Out. Out for me. What do you think? Well, they're paying a lot of creators to post on there, like I think 10 times a day. I could be wrong with the number. So I think where there's money, there's attention. But I don't know if people are actually, I think we're too old to make that prediction. Yeah, exactly. So I think that we have no skin in the game and we don't know. We do not know. (laughs) I think we'll just be wrong no matter what we say. But they are putting like a lot of money into creators. You know what's so funny about me? I love me some Snapchat. Really? I love it. I love the platform. I love how janky it is. It feels so real. It feels like a true yeah. startup. Like I like that the the pictures disappear. Like I'm I wish I was Why do you like the pictures disappear? I like it because I feel like there's a sense of urgency and then I can send nudies. 
We should get on Snapchat and do that. <laughs> no, because when Snapchat is hacked, all of our pictures are going to go out. You know what? So be it. So be, so it. be it if that happens. <laughs> that is funny. I'll think about it, babe. What if I sent you a snap? <laughs> no, ew. Well, we have been filming for quite some time. So I, I think that we need to, so I think we need to move on with our day. But I do want to end with this wrap up of our reviews, because like I said, we are trying to focus on being more um, grateful Yes. this year. Yes. And so I want to read some of the reviews because they've been so kind and encouraging. The comments were really sweet. Michelle Walton said, my favorite moment of de-influence podcast in 2023 was Danny talking about the struggles of balancing it all as a working mom. I really struggle with the same thing. I heard I wasn't alone. Wow, that's really sweet. Jordan Overton said, I love it all. I think you're the only podcast that gets me to laugh out loud. Love you both. I've been a Danny and Jordan fan since your home, your town home days. Oh, that's sweet. Wow. Anna Garcia said, way to get raw. Loved hearing about the ups and downs and how not everything that shines online is that individual individual's full reality. Amen. So important to be reminded that you two are real. Amen, sister. Else mom three said, <laughs> not any one moment, but I love, oh, cause the question was, uh, I guess what was their, like their favorite, favorite moment, moment yeah. of 2023 on the podcast? Not any one moment, but I love listening weekly to how you and Jordan converse and just how real you both are. Thank you. Kiki said, loved when you had the cordals on and went skydiving. <laughs> so fun and introduced me to a new couple that I now love keeping up with. Wow. Really, really kind. Well, we love you guys. We're so excited for a big year here at D-Influence. 2024 is our year, baby. Um, we can't wait to catch up with you guys next week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.